A few years ago, on my birthday, I took a bus ride from Salisbury, England, north to Amesbury, my detailed map in hand. I got off the bus and followed a trail along the Avon River. Avon in Celtic is the Celtic word for river. So the slow-moving river I walked next to was the river. I got as close to the embankment as I was able, a spot where ancient peoples began their procession from the river to Stonehenge. It started to rain lightly. I walked alone across the grassy plain, grateful for my rain gear. The previous year, I had relented and visited what I considered to be the tourist attraction of Stonehenge. It is the only lintled prehistoric stone circle in the world. The 5,000-year-old monument was used as a cremation cemetery from the very beginning. The solstice alignment suggests that the midwinter and midsummer ceremonies took place there. Stonehenge is fascinating, but it's not Stonehenge that I felt drawn to. I stopped on the ancient procession route and looked at the standing stones in the distance. It started to rain in earnest. I turned and continued north across the plain to the Durrington Walls, an earthen mound previously occupied by a Neolithic settlement of houses used for feasting. I was following the path that Durrington's occupants used to walk the mile and a half to Stonehenge. You can walk four days on that sacred landscape. I don't think it's a coincidence that it takes eight hours a day's walk north to get to the Avebury Henge, Britain's largest stone circle. The Salisbury Plain also holds other early Neolithic monuments, innumerable henges, and burial burrows everywhere you look. I spent that spring day walking the sacred landscape feeling connected to everything around me, natural and human. And while the sun never did come out that day, it was one of the most enjoyable and meaningful days I've experienced. Though excited, I truly noticed what was around me. There is something about nature as non-anxious presence that leads me to calm expansive imagination. My UU faith, especially transcendentalism, helps me to understand and integrate my experience. The showing of the sacred refers to those places and times where the sacred is made visible. I felt I had walked through such a place that day. There are, of course, other sacred landscapes around the world, some of which I've been lucky enough to experience. I have 
deep respect for and draw from the wisdom of other religious traditions. But these places, these places are my holy land. I look back at my ancient Celtic roots of paganism. Nature is sacred text to me. The heavens, earth, its waters, plants, and creatures are as God speaking to me. Though I'm a UU naturalistic pagan, that means believing that the scientific understanding of the universe is sufficient basis for awe and reverence. I freely use the word God. For me, God is the energy of life, spirit, the great mystery that I cannot know in detail, but believe and feel exists. Whether we are digging a garden, watching a lightning storm, or giving birth to a child, we come to know the mystery of life in our bodies, in ways that words can evoke but never really capture. Through embodying and naming the spirits, elements, and influences of the world, we recognize and respect their presence and honor their place in the changing seasons of our own lives. Earth-centered and pagan beliefs are a wide spectrum just like Unitarian Universalism. From the secular to the religious, from atheism to theism. For some of us, like me, this is an intuitive, personal practice. For others of us, they make it part of their regular worship or devotion. A cornerstone of Unitarian Universalism is welcoming different spiritualities and beliefs but it can be a challenge to look beyond our differences and create strong communities of diverse perspectives and insights. As explicit as UU proclamations of openness and respect may be, pagan, earth-centered, and other peoples can face particular challenges in UU congregations. How may, how may we make that easier for them to feel included? May we each know our own sacred spaces, where we sense our connection to all, that which calls us back, lifts us up, and sustains us. Poet Tom Barrett said, We don't build temples anymore. Maybe we learned that the sacred can't be contained, but maybe it can be sustained inside a building. Buildings crumble. It is the spirit that lives on. If you had a temple in the secret spaces of your heart, what would you worship there? What would be behind the curtain of the holy of holies. Where is your sacred space? Go to that space, whether it's here in this sanctuary, a park you often visit, a far-off wilderness, a sacred landscape, 
or the solitude of your own heart sitting in front of a single candle. Wherever it is for you, go into that sacred space. Breathe, learn, know yourself and your connection to all that is.